previous podcasts, we've covered introductions into the respiratory and gastrointestinal systems. Today, let's talk about an organ that is fundamental for both these to function, but is also key in communication, social interaction, and the very existence of our podcasts themselves. That organ is the larynx. colloquially known as the voice box, is an organ that can be found in the anterior or the front of the neck. It is located superior to the trachea and is continuous with it, acting as a passageway between your nose, mouth and pharynx to the lower airways and lungs. Posterior to the larynx is the esophagus or food pipe, an entry into the gastrointestinal tract. So your larynx is situated as a physical, mechanical and dynamic barrier to separate the airway and the GI tract. And this location is key for one of its main functions, protecting the airway from aspiration of food when eating and drinking. In essence, your larynx is a valve that controls what passes into the airway, but also manipulates what passes up, air. In that respect, it aids control in breathing, breath holding, the cough mechanism, and importantly, speech or phonation. So what is the larynx actually comprised of? Well, the larynx is made up of nine subsections of cartilage suspended from the hyoid bone and interconnected between ligaments, membranes, mucosa, and muscle. These articulate to form a beautifully complex organ or valve. The two most memorable of the cartilages are the large shield-like thyroid cartilage and its inferior located smaller counterpart, the cricoid cartilage. Both these are palpable in the anterior neck and the membrane that separates them, the cricothyroid membrane, is the infamous area of the life-saving cricothyroidotomy or crike. We'll talk about that another time, I've no doubt. Also in the larynx is a leaf-like cartilage called the epiglottis, which folds over and occludes the airway to prevent aspiration when you swallow. The extrinsic or externally located muscles of the larynx elevate when you swallow, and you can feel this for yourself. Give it a go. Place your hand on your neck and swallow. It is this motion that actually causes the epiglottis to block the airway. Now within the functional unit of the larynx itself is situated the glottis and vocal cords. These are structures that are responsible for much of the control mentioned above, and of course allow phonation or speech. The cords are duct, abduct, lengthen or shorten to manipulate and vibrate the air that passes through them to produce a wide variety of pitches and tones that we make when speaking. And these are controlled by your intrinsic or internal laryngeal muscles. Now the larynx only phonates or hums on top of this vibration, the movement of your upper ear or digestive tract, such as your tongue, your lips, your soft palate, is termed articulation, and only together the two are referred to as speech. Let's talk about the blood supply to the larynx then. It is from the external carotid artery, and paired superior and inferior laryngeal arteries are branches of this. It is drained by the superior, middle, and inferior laryngeal veins. Now, the larynx is a very sensitive organ, which is important for preventing choking and aspiration. Both sensation and motor innervation are largely provided by the vagus nerve. The vocal cords are supplied by a branch of this called the recurrent laryngeal nerve. As this name suggests, the nerve branches off the vagus inferiorly and loops back up to the larynx, turning back on itself, hence recurrent. The right loops around the right subclavian artery, but the left has a much more tortuous route, passing down into the mediastinum and looping around the aorta. As such, this longer route makes it more susceptible to damage. Finally, let's talk about some little clinical bits then. 
We've all experienced an episode of the larynx in action where the food or fluid irritates it and risks aspiration, colloquially referred to as going down the wrong way where I'm from. This causes the cough reflex, which protects the airway, projecting the contents of your mouth onto the unlucky person sitting next to you. When inflamed or infected, you may be suffering from laryngitis, which may be causing dysphonia or a hoarse voice. And also, we see dysphonia, unfortunately, in laryngeal cancers. Anyone with a continuous, unexplained hoarse voice for two weeks should be referred to a specialist to get this checked out and to rule out this diagnosis. And that's the larynx, a beautiful organ comprised of cartilage, membranes, ligaments, muscles and mucosa that articulate in a way to act as a valve. Its function, to protect your airway, facilitate speech via phonation. And we said that it is innervated largely by the vagus nerve and receives blood from the external carotid artery or branches thereof. And without this organ, the world would be a much quieter place and there would be no dissectable me. I have been and will continue to be Chris Summers and we will see you next week.